I were an Oscar Mayer wiener. Wiener. That is what I'd really like to be. To be. Cause if I were an Oscar Mayer Hot dogs, armor hot dogs. <laughs> what kind of kids eat armor hot dogs? Okay, so don't hit that level, and we're fine. Please, for the love of God, use that for something. Oh, that's the opening. That's the, that's the opening music. That was so good. A Star Trek podcast. My name is Caitlin, and with me today are Jake. Damn it! How am I supposed to follow that, Chris? Ames and special guest. I am James. James. Well, success breeds contempt. We were just talking about this, and this is episode three hundred three. Halfway to six hundred six. True. I don't know. That's the mark of the beast. 606? <laughs> sure, why not? Quick, it's somebody tell beast. me somebody tell me what the area code that is so we can laugh at those people. Today, uh, surprising no one, we're going to talk about two more episodes of Star Trek The Voyager, starting with Muse and wrapping up with Fury. I hate myself. <laughs> um, in Muse, Bellana hath crashed her craft... <laughs> onto the distant shores of Yay Verily. Uh, Yay Verily. They don't get a name. Oh, some L class planet. We know that. Yes, that we gets do. that gets pounded in like forty five times. L, L is planet. L is for losers. losers. Hmm. It's just mean. I mean, they're trying look, their best. Look at their dress. How look how they're dressed though. They're not advanced yet. I know. I know. Well, They're constantly at war with themselves. God, which as a note, like, let's just talk about all the first contact fuck-ups, but we'll get there. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Um, but yeah, in Muse, uh, we open and we're watching some, like, old-school Shakespeare theater in the round That's, shit. Yeah, say it's Greek theater. Shakespearean Greek theater. There it is. People are like wearing masks and there's like a chorus and they're like, and then Bellana came from Shining Voyager, blah, 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 whatever. And it's a, but like, how do these people know these characters? How do they know about Bellana? How do they know about Voyager? How do they know about Harry Kim? What? Is it Living Witness? I hope it's Living Witness. Oh no, it's Muse. Right. I forgot. <laughs> Uh, so it turns out that our buddy Kellis, the poet, who is the playwright who's writing and putting on these plays, he uh, apparently found Bellana after she crashed the Delta Flyer, tied her up, and like, I don't really, oh no, he, he listened to the logs on the ship to write his first play about Bellana, and his patron, who is like a big Daddy Warbucks character who has lots of money, but he's also like, you know, a warmonger. He's like, ah, yes, what a conceit that you actually found and saved Balana. I must have more about this Voyager, Eternals, whatever. And Eternal seems to be the term that they use for, like, gods. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. 
But it just makes me think of like Marvel the Eternals. Oh, I hear that's bad. Yeah, me too. Oh, that's no. why, yeah. Oh no. I haven't seen it, but it is like every time we said the Eternals, I'm like, hmm, Marvel movie. Anyway, he wants another play and Kellis is like, Well, Bellana, I'm gonna need you to tell me lots of shit so I can write another play. And she does, but mostly because she needs his help to get like dilithium and bronze and other things to fix the Delta Flyer. Or, well, not the Delta Flyer, but to like power it up so she can send a message so that somebody else can come and save her ass. That being the Voyager. Oh, not Vidians. Dang it. That's next episode. Next episode. Yes. Um, meanwhile, Harry Kim wound up also on the planet, we find out in like the third act. If you, if you show a loaded Harry in the first act, you have to... <laughs> oh, no. Don't Harry, know. don't fire. <laughs> but he shows up. He's like, oh, I just happen to have this important piece of equipment. A transponder of some kind. And um, snacks. And snacks, yep. And she's like, well, I found dilithium and bronze, so I can plug this bitch in and we'll be saved in like a minute. And they are. But uh, meanwhile, though, Kellis and his actors are like drowning to finish up this play because he can't think of a good ending to the second play. And he sends a messenger to tell Bellana that if uh, she doesn't show up and help, that he's going to kill her character off. And Bellana is like, no one fucking does me dirty. Yes. <laughs> so this prima donna bitch Fuck goes the down director. there <laughs> and Except is like, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. In the next episode. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true, too. Yes, just in general. <laughs> and she's like, and then Bellana Troy had to ascend back to the heaven, the shining Voyager, and they transport her out, and the crowd goes wild, and the end. Bellana Troy? What did I say? What I said? Yeah, yeah Bellana yeah. Troy, you know? I'm into it. <laughs> I actually... Dark eyes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd be... Sorry, Bellana Torres. Not Troy. So this is how Star Trek writers come up with episodes, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. they kidnap their actors There's, and just like... Just, mm-hmm. <laughs> they have just aliens that are held captive at they, No, it's, it's, that, it's that they're writing it like literally as they're acting it. And it's like, okay, the ending, just ad-lib. Just make the ending like this and ad-lib the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, Sometimes it does feel like that. It yeah. worked for Casablanca. <laughs> um, yeah, this episode uh, it remind, it reminded me a lot of... Um, the episode of Prodigy. Oh, uh, the, uh, oh all the world's, world's a stage. stage. Yeah. That's a great episode. Right. I very didn't episode. see that one. Very, like, watch, watch Prodigy. Prodigy. I'm, I just finished season one literally this morning. There is only season one. I watched it. Oh, then you're, up, then you're up to date. Am I up to date? There's only one season. What the hell? Are you, mid, are you at the mid-season break? Maybe. That might be it. Yeah, because it was well, in the second half. Well, have you watched like 10 episodes or like I only 20 episodes? Okay, okay, yeah, no, then you haven't seen it. I only really watched half the first season. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's so much more and it's so good. It's so good. Like, yeah, that, it's, Isn't it's, it great? It's, it's similar almost to the point of now I think that the, the, the prodigy writers might have then a little plagiarism. Prodigy one's I, a little better. I, I will say one thing I've really liked about Prodigy so far, because you can't say this for all of the modern Star Trek stuff, is it seems like they actually watched the show before <laughs> writing anything. The first episode of Prodigy has like a really obscure reference to Voyager, and I'm like, wow, they watched all the way through even to season seven. Mm. Like, because they call it the window of dreams or whatever, and that's a one-off line. We're from, not even there yet. Right, Holy that's shit. in like, that's in a couple episodes. But yeah, like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Right, so. yeah, no, it's just this weird throwaway like line. I'm like, like, holy shit, they actually watched Voyager. Yeah. Yeah, no, whenever people are like, Janeway needs her own show, it's like, she's got one, it's called Prodigy. Yeah. Anyway, this one. I, so, there's so many problems in this episode, but, it, like, having rewatched it recently, I actually liked it a lot more rewatching it. It's not good. Like there are, there are ideas here. Yeah. I think, Caitlin, you put it best. Like, as soon as it wrapped, you're like, well, that was cute, but forgettable. 
Hmm. The, it's one that's like the more. Well, I didn't you... say forgettable. I said useless. No, you. Did you? I did. Either. I well, like. I... I like that assessment better. The useless. Because it's not like important. Like nothing happens. We haven't driven the plot forward at all. It's just kind of like some cute fluff. But I don't think I said forgettable. I think I said like. No, yeah. Either way, though. Yeah, like you remember the mask work was really cool. Yeah, the mask. That's work. Actually, the, the mask work is so good it actually introduces a plot hole. What's that? Um, because so all right, so they they have like these like really cool like half masks that they wear like you know for for theater purposes and they they look almost exactly like the characters because yeah. they were actually modeled after the characters. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Um, but like so one of the char- one of the actors is wearing a Bellana Torres mask that looks exactly like Bellana Torres. Then later the writer introduces Bellana Torres as oh my random friend from across the ocean but the problem is is she looks exactly like the mask for Bellana Torres the eternal well maybe he just modeled that mask after his friend maybe but like they just don't they don't no one finds that suspicious I mean I guess the girlfriend found everything suspicious I was gonna say that could explain why she got so bent out of shape like oh you made a mask of this girl right like it's like but they could have said that, and that actually would have felt like way more reasonable for her to be like, "Whoa, what?" Her what whole the bullshit heck? comes out of nowhere, right? Because it's like at yeah. the beginning, yeah. she's like, "Want to go fuck?" And he's like, "No, I got writing to do." And she's like, "Yeah." And then thirty minutes later, we haven't seen her again, and she's like, "Bolada, you bitch!" And it's like, "What?" This Where is why he you? wouldn't fuck. He wanted to fuck you. I mean, we see her kind of like like in the background of some scenes when when Bolada's there, and she looks, you know, she doesn't look pleased. Yeah. Uh, so they it's, ca- it's they not set that up that that she was not into whole Bolana. Yeah. It's not there. fully out of the blue, but the really extreme reaction seems yeah. pretty harsh. Although I mean, yeah, like, the, I'm the going main, to ruin your play. The main director also is kind of a miserable, awful person. I don't want to interact with at all. So I guess it makes sense that his girlfriend is also pretty bad. So I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna think here. Uh, so so the writer believes that Bolana is a eternal which we're assuming are some kind of gods but i'm going to put forth that the eternals may actually be just another alien species that visited these people in the oh, that would make sense mm. it's, for, it's the yeah, ferengis from false prophets because like because here's the thing if they were gods people would be way more blown away that they that she was there thinking I, that she's a god i got i got the impression pretty distinctly that they were not considered gods but that they were like very powerful beings but that they were not like that but but kind of like in in the sense of like the the lesser demigods like a like a like a, a olympian sort of right sense. yeah because because the guy specifically says like if my if my patron finds out about you he's going to take you hostage and use you to fight his wars yeah well that's why i'm I, that's why i would think that maybe that they had been visited by these like we know from earth history in the star trek universe that the olympians were aliens right yeah that, that freaking visited apollo. earth and i was gonna say and apollo really got around um, Jack, son of a bitch so i'm wondering if may, for all we know the eternals are the same aliens maybe mm, maybe yeah. apollo was on this planet also or it's the aliens that were taught how to build pyramids by the ancient egyptians in futurama yeah or in stargate Speaking mm. of Stargate, yay! Master Braytax in this. Who's that? Yes. He's he's Teal'c's uh, in Stargate SG One. Teal'c's mentor and friend. Who did he play in this? He played one of the chorus members uh, in a surprisingly underutilized role. Yeah, because yeah, he's, he's a really great actor. Oh, Tony, was he the only guy that Tony had Amendola? Like three lines. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was even weirder was um, another member of the chorus, the sort of the tallish, bald one. Mm. I was like, I recognize that guy, and I looked him up, and he's already been in star trek three times at this point 
He was the Klingon ambassador in Star Trek's four and six and was a one-off Cardassian in DS9. And we'll see him again in Enterprise. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the girlfriend we're going to see in Enterprise. We will, yes. But so I was like, oh, he's probably going to be kind of important because he's like... Right. A rec- I don't think he had a single line in the whole fucking thing. Yeah, it's, it's weird how also, like, high-profile the, the side characters yeah. were. For, yeah. Like the actors for the side characters. Yeah, you're yeah. just like, oh, these people are going to be important. Nope. Well, I think nope, what it aren't. is is they wanted to get actors for the, par- for the part of the actors in the show, the play within the play, uh-huh. who could portray that sort of over-the-top mm, acting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, the classical acting you know, is a yeah, different yeah, type. Yeah, exactly. Class, classical early. acting, which I think, you know, Tony Shatner. Amendola certainly is. Yeah. I feel like that part actually did work. Like, that was probably a good call in there, yeah. on that part. I guess, so right from the get-go, how did that writer access the logs on the ship? I don't know. It seems like he just he went, just, yeah. boop, and it happened. Yeah, so I'm guessing maybe he just... Work. You just touch anything and it starts playing logs. The well, first thing he touched, like, shot out phasers, and he's like, whoa, don't touch that one again. What also makes no sense is, like, we were talking about the masks. As far as we know, he only had logs. How did he get those masks made? Presumably there was also, like, crew details and, like... But, like, it, but he didn't say he looked at I pictures. <laughs> maybe well, while she was... Fraught with fever, he made Bolana draw rough sketches. Oh, there it we turns go. out she's actually really good at drawing. Yeah. I mean, there's but here's the thing: there's also things that are in his first play, which remember he hadn't talked at all to Bolana right. prior to the first play. There's things in that play that wouldn't just be in the logs, like Voyager's log. Like, is Bolana sitting there recording logs on the Delta flyer, being like, oh, "Okay, we're looking for dilithium so that we can help get our ship back home to Earth, to the shining cities of Earth." Well, didn't in the Voyager because I, we're stuck out here in the Well, but the didn't Delta we establish Quadrant. a few weeks ago that for some reason the fucking Delta Flyer does have, like, Voyager's entire log history well, in their it database? Does, but I also just don't see, like, how much time did this man spend there? He, he, eh, enough spent, to... he spent about $15,000 just listening yeah. to every log by every person. Yeah. Also, like, how many logs? I feel Because at one point, he's like, so Tom Paris, you're in love with him? So I'm imagining, like, the 24th <laughs> century equivalent of, like, drawing a heart oh, with, like, yay. your initials Aww. in it. Except it's, like, Bolana being like, personal log. <laughs> Tom is so dreamy. <laughs> Mrs. Bolana Paris. Mrs. Bolana Troy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Son of a bitch. Um, but like that's I, just how I'm picturing it. Like, no, Paris and Troy. Ah, same same guy. No, same place. Paris is from Troy. Alexander's his other name. Sometimes Paris is called Alexander. Rojanko. Oh. Yes, Rojanko. Oh there we go. Third no, base. Third base. Yikes. Wow. Yeah. So I think actually. I think the only mask of a Voyager character that we see in the first play was the Torres mask. And he knows what Torres looks like because she's right there. Mm. And I think all the other characters that we start to see come in after Torres has been talking. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that makes sense. There might be a Kim mask, but I don't think we saw him. We didn't see it close up, so it's not clear how much it might have actually looked like Garrett Wong. So, this guy... Linus? Tellus. The the poet, playwright, whatever you want to say... Terrible. Terrible writer. Oh, terrible yeah. writer. Like, he's got no, zero creativity of his own. Yeah. Like, he just... Like, the best he can do is, like, ship people. 
It's formulaic. Yeah. It's, it's, it was the formula of the time. Like, he even says, like, yeah. okay, there's always a mistaken identity. There's always that getting revealed. And then there's a turn. That's how you write. And you're just like, wow, you just follow I, the formula, huh? I did I did really like that, like, one of the older one of the older actors is like, no, it's like, don't, don't fall for the tricks of writing. <laughs> just write the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he says, "No, no, no. People, people these days they want love. They want to see kiss, kissing all the time. Everyone kissing. Janeway and Chakotay kissing. Yeah. Janeway and Seven kissing. Bellana and Tom kissing. It definitely. Well, he didn't. He shipped Tom and, and Seven. He, he did. did. Which I'm like. Which that's what really pissed Bellana off. It is. I, I. It did feel like, you know, whoever wrote this episode was chafing under notes. Mm-mm. You know, I was just like, "Fuck you. Fine. I'm gonna make fun of this whole process, even as I work within it." Mm-mm. Yeah, so I'll say the story that I really actually liked was the one that in in the in the final play where it's it's this it's Borg versus Janeway. We, you know, it's the, it's the showdown we always we, we love to see because it's always great. And it's Seven comes out and says, "I am actually the Borg Queen, but Janeway doesn't know, and I'm going to take over the things." Shh, in that theatrical way they used to do. And then the Janeway character walks up and says, "Yeah, I know all of it." Yeah. And I'm like, "That is Janeway. Uh-huh. This guy knows Janeway. <laughs> he got it right." <laughs> I love that they both were like surprised. <laughs> that was that was actually great. Well, because, I loved well, it. Well, here's the thing, though, because that story, that betrayal, and, and it's kind of Scorpion. It's, it's it, that's what it is. It's like Bellana told him the story of what happened in Scorpion, and like she and like he didn't quite take detailed notes. So he's like, okay, so there's a Borg queen, and Seven of Nine is a Borg, but. And then Seven of Nine betrays Janeway, but Janeway has the upper hand because she already knew it was a... Tr- okay, it's... Yeah, all right, I got yeah, it. It's, I a got little, it. <laughs> it's a little... I know we brought up this before. Uh, the play Mr. Burns, a post-electric nightmare dream or whatever it's called. Uh, the the play that is just about like how stories get told over time and they just morph into something mm. else. Mm. It's kind of that. Yeah, where it's yeah, just like, yeah. I, can, I can see... The origins, but you did a new thing. Well, not not to spoil Rossi more than we already have, but we done it. That's we kind it. of like the plot of uh, that prodigy all, episode. All the world's a stage, you know. It's like it's like yeah, these are just like stories that have been oral tradition for you know decades. Also, to the point that he's a bad writer. His whole thing is like, I want to write this play to like move the heart of the Archon or whatever the fuck he's called. None of that was actually ultimately in the play. I think he just really. calls him his patron. Yeah, no, I know. I, but it's just like, he didn't even try. Yeah, like, he says, like, the perfect play could stop a war coming from, like, the worst writer on the planet. The play is just the thing to some, yeah. the conscience, whatever it is, to whatever the conscience yeah, of the king, yeah, etc. This kid's very bad. The Archon. Maybe the Eternals were the Archons. There we go. Well, he thought all the kissing, if he sees lots of kissing, That's right. he's gonna love the enemy. Yeah, what a fucking idiot. And then, yeah, he's Torres, rightly, the, the same way Torres, like, like schooled the doctor in real life and said that's not how things work. She schools this guy and says that's not how things work. Show, make a make a play, write a little play like you do about people getting along. <laughs> and then when Janeway at the end of his little play decides not to kill this this Borg queen character, you could see the the, the patron in the audience little eyebrow goes up like, oh yeah. But then <laughs> all have to kill everyone. I could just make out with him. <laughs> all lessons. <laughs> Forgotten More though, kissing. as soon as Balana beams away, and he just has all the actors killed as demons or Whoopsie. something. Well, so that's that's the other thing too. Like Balana's like, I'm gonna finish this play in the way it should be finished. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna show the writer what's what, and then it's all just fucking spectacle. It's yeah. all just special effects. She doesn't. She's not acting well. She's she's terrible in the <laughs> acting role. 
And then it's just a special effect. They should have called this this play Belana Torres Turn Off the Dark. <laughs> Woof. Nobody, not, not nobody, nobody died to make this show. Yeah, none of people um, injured. I love that the older dude, who was also very wise about how you should actually do a play, was like, oh no, the girlfriend has just blown the whole plot because the girlfriend shows up yeah, and is yeah. like, it's she's actually now. an eternal yeah. blah. And mm. the patron's like, the fuck? And the guy's like... <laughs> The patron stood and was like, the fuck? And then the patron's like, oh, you clever pa- son of a bitch. like, this is some meta shit. <laughs> and, and that day, old dude invented interactive theater yeah. for that planet. And everyone was sad. Can you guess who the killer is? <laughs> Next up, sheer madness. Uh, I did enjoy... The little argument scene between the actor portraying Tuvok and the writer. Yes. Yeah. Like, what, but what I is, want to act. <laughs> what is that? A tear? Vulcans don't have tears. <laughs> I actually really like how he described Vulcans. Me and I can't too. remember what it was because he was like, "There is a very quiet planet with no laughter and no crying, and like that silence is like." Yeah, it's yeah. because of that that silence is why they're so sad. They're, or... they're screaming on the inside, but they can't show it on the outside. It was... and it's like you have Vulcan's number, dude. That's, yeah, I was like, just, this guy actually gets. Vulcans. That's just literally what Tim Russ always says about being a Vulcan. Like, like straight up. Oh, he's like, excellent. That is directly like. So they just not, stole not, Tim Russ. Not the direct words, but that is the sentiment. He's like, yeah, everything on the outside is like projecting peace and calm, but that's because on the inside there's like such a such a like torrent of emotion that you're always dealing with. You know, like that's that's why they need like the outer shell to like keep themselves like in check. Or the pond far at least. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. that breaks through. Yeah. <laughs> I know, man. If, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Belana didn't tell the playwright about the pond far. <laughs> oh god, yeah. That, no. that gone that, really off the rails. That just would have been the whole play. Okay, speaking of Tuvok. What a weird B plot. The B plot is <laughs> Tuvok ev- sleepy. Every. Everyone's, <laughs> everyone's so busy. Trying so hard to find Torres and Kim. We've never done this before when someone's been missing. Jesus Christ, Voyager. But Torres and Kim are the most important people all of a sudden. Well, if Kim's gone, someone else is going to have to die when people have to die. Oh, whoops. You know what I mean? Mm. So you kind of really need him back. Yeah, I mean, and so Torres Tuvok had. hasn't been sleeping and all this thing, and then he starts snoring on the bridge, <laughs> and I was done. No. Like, no, no, no. Really it just, his obsession didn't make... It's not him. Oh no, it didn't make sense it's at all. It's not logical, but I thought yeah. the snoring was cute. It was very, yeah, it was very <laughs> cute. But he, he of all people would know that, like, okay, I need to sleep a little bit. Like, get eight hours and then I'll come back refreshed. I'll be fine. It just, like, it, I, like, it felt like he was, two weeks. <laughs> for some yeah. reason, taking it personally. Like, if they'd established that somehow the mission was his idea, it still wouldn't make sense, but it would make, like, a modicum more sense. Yeah. Like... I, I liked Tom Paris's part of that, where, like, he was really freaking out. Yeah. Like, he was, it made gen- sense. Yeah, because like, his best friend and his girlfriend are both, like, you know, like, they're missing and maybe dead. And like, The only people on the whole ship that like him. Gone. <laughs> oh, no. Aww. Oh, sad face. Aww. No, speaking of Tom, if there was so much focus earlier in the episode about how everyone always has to be kissing, 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 kissing. Oh, you're in love with Tom, aren't you? Kiss, 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 kiss. Why was there not a reunion at the end where they kiss? Yeah. Table flip. Yeah. I they, needed it. I needed it. Wanted to end on the beam out. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will Stupid say, beam out. I will say there's one thing about this episode, the the writing on this episode I did really like, is they kept pairing they kept pairing a real life interaction mm. with two characters with the fictionalized writing part. 
Like, so when, when Chakotay and Janeway, like, when their characters, like, make out for a scene, <laughs> you know, down on the planet, like, the actors, like, they then cut to the actual ship and had a scene with Janeway and Chakotay and, like, That's actually showed good. them interacting. That's a good structure. And they did that over and over. Like Without they, making they, out. It was really a bummer, yeah, actually. Yeah, it really was. When they switched that scene, I was like, Chakotay, I am a woman. Why should I not have the, the, the same sex that everyone else on the crew has had with you? I was like, how many people has Chakotay railed? In this kid's mind, fucking everyone. Well, I mean, he is the tattoo Although, terror. I have to say, like, imagine back on Voyager when, you know, Bellana's grading her report. and, and, oh, and, and no. it, Like, that's going to, like, go, go go through the ship like the like the Holland novel mm. from uh, the Sesk episode. Oh, what's yeah. my scenario? Everyone's just going to want to read this, like... The summary of these plays and like oh Tom will make a hollow program oh he will and like and like and like Harry's like look look the lady sisters <laughs> I got both of them oh that's right I, I will say you know I realized a few weeks ago we were discussing how big could an escape pod on the Delta Flyer possibly be mm-hmm. and then when we actually saw one in Good Shepherd we actually didn't mention oh Christ they're about the size of a coffin mm-hmm. they're basically yeah. a coffin yeah you'll probably die in it yeah so like <laughs> my very fucking sore after being in it for a week well that's like we're not sure how long harry was in it but before they established he in fact had landed on the planet too i was just like god even if he survives imagine being stuck in that thing for like a week you'd go insane i feel like it could probably like knock you out like that hopefully hopefully it just it's almost like a stasis pod as well because like but apparently he crash landed and was fine. Imagine having to clean one of those out after somebody was trapped in it for a week. Ugh. No, they they beamed it out while they were going. <laughs> they just no no. It's like a you know how like with a bicycle helmet, if you're actually in an accident, you have to just buy a new one. Mm, you, yeah. Once you use the escape pod, just yeah, buy it. Yeah, yeah. You make a new one. That's good because it is just marinated in your sweat at that point. Oh, not mm. just sweat. No, I know, but <laughs> and your screams. Oh, well, That's of true. existential dread. I don't think. Like, I'm sure your average, you know, escape pod is not that big, but fuck's sake, you can at least wiggle your knees a little. Um, wiggle your knees? What the fuck? I don't know. The other thing I think, so they, they didn't have any, uh, and, and I get that it wasn't the point of the episode, but as a, as a Star Trek episode, you cannot help but worry about the first, uh, the prime directive implications oh, of this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, they, and, you know, obviously Balana doesn't give a fuck. She doesn't care. Well, he's already. He's, he's also arcane. already found the Delta Flyer. Yeah. Like that. That's pretty well. Fucked he's listening to your logs. Yeah, so that's a couple more she, things. When she finally came to, things were already pretty badly yeah. broken. I, but I she still, did nothing to. Yeah, yeah dermal no, regenerator. Okay, well, at least you didn't do any. Like, at least you know you did the bare minimum you needed to just survive on the planet and get the help that you needed. So okay, it's excusable. Oh yeah, and then also I deliberately went back to a theater full of people so that I could be beamed yeah. out in front of them. So he specifically yeah. so he wouldn't kill off my character in a play. Yeah, I, vain Bolana. I feel like Janeway should be throwing Bolana in the brig for thirty days for this. Yeah, or at least throwing the book at her. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. There's like, there's gonna be a serious dressing down uh, that was not seen on screen. Yeah, it is. It is kind of funny that the show presents that as like this big triumphant moment, and it's just like you just caused a reparable thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the thing: there is no way she told the truth about what happened down there. Harry knows though he wasn't at the theater all he knows is she stayed behind she didn't say I'm gonna go beam out from the theater <laughs> yeah but but the transporter operator surely when they're beaming them up is like huh they're like she's in a crowd of people right now maybe I, should, life forms maybe I should wait until she's not in that crowd here's the thing Balana beamed up and just gave him a look <laughs> and he understood <laughs> 
Nope, yeah, nope. She was on her own in the field, Captain. Hand to God. So so right before the, the teleportation scene, did you buy Bolana when she was like, Harry, have you ever inspired somebody? Like no. <laughs> and that's like part of why she yeah, like went back. Torres's motivation most of this episode is troubling to me because she she should have not given any shits about this guy's fucking play or world or politics on this planet like she got a little of the stockholm syndrome having to play along so he'd get her the stuff made sense Mm -hmm. but once she had what she needed she should have been like great fucking bye he kidnapped her he was a kidnapper yes yes which also he was bringing her acorns or whatever to eat i mean (laughs) come on yum (laughs) well the other thing right like going back to the the prime directive thing so you know she's janeway's like okay so you beamed out in front of a crowd of people. <laughs> All right, bad enough. But at least you know it was just you, you were just helping the playwright. You know it, it wouldn't have had any consequences. They thought, they on, thought it on, was a theater thing. Yeah, yeah. it's just it did it doesn't have any hand. consequences on the on the outcome of the of the the planet. The the society will will be unchanged. You just you know you entertain some people and they'll be, have a cool story to tell. So that's not bad. And then Blind's like, oh yeah, no, 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 I did it to stop a war. <laughs> I did it to prevent a war from happening. Oh, a second thought. You get a war base. The only way to be sure. Yep. General Order Twenty Four. It. I did like that they called Dilithium Winter's Tears. I like that. I too. That was cute. Cute yeah. term. I'm I'm surprised that Dilithium is just like a rock you can handle. I always assumed it was going to be like yeah, like something that like would be like uranium. Well, or no, you remember, get burned by it if you touched the, it. The pure stuff that was just found on the ground, they haven't been refined. Yeah, it's or not. It's not. Well, plus uh, coaxium the, from Solo. Or, well, keep in mind too, though, like dilithium isn't part of the reaction; it controls the reaction. And going back to TOS, there was that one woman who was just wearing it as a necklace. Oh, yeah. And it took them, like, the whole episode to figure out it was dilithium. I actually learned something about controlling reaction recently. I don't remember who was telling me, but, like, the way, like, nuclear fission or whatever works, it's, like, it happens really fast and the control, like, slows down the reaction and that's how the power happens. Mm. So, like, maybe that's what the dilithium's part is. It's, like... I was talking to somebody about Chernobyl, yeah. and they were talking about... I don't know why I'm looking at you, but you were nodding, so I guess yeah, I think no, you knew what no, I was talking every, about. You were, everything you were saying was, was yes. good to my understanding. But like, I guess sometimes people will use water, because water will slow it down, but they were using water and some kind of rod. Inanimate and carbon rod! <laughs> yeah, usually usually it's both. It's usually everything's usually in water, and they're using rods to slow down. Like, basically, when when... The nuclei, I think, or whatever, start shooting off from from these reactions. There's so much of it that if you don't block a certain percentage of them, the reactor would just go out of control. Yeah, it would just, it would, yeah, it would just blow up. You should just so watch the, the Chernobyl are... TV show. I'm going to. It's, it's so really good. good. It's it was recommended to me. That's how we actually there's a got whole, into it. There's a whole like scene where they explain that. Yeah, in a very watchable way too. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, dilithium is basically the like Rod's carbon rod I, in that case. Whereas as long yeah. as it hasn't been in an engine, it in and of itself, isn't containing anything that would kill you. Yeah, I actually, I always, I always assumed it was like the power source. Like, yeah, I'm, no, I'm, like I'm, I'm assuming that's wrong, but that's that yeah, was. Yeah, no, they, the they say it's like I don't know if it's like a, a moderator or if it's just like it facilitates the reaction. Yeah, because it's but, a matter antimatter reaction, and they, I don't think they've ever said how, but yeah, the the dilithium is involved, but it's not itself but here's the a source thing, of power. It's, it's also fairly inconsistent because in. Um, in Star, Tra- in Star Trek 4, oh, they had nope. to use 
radiation that they sucked out of a re- of a re- of a fission reactor. It's the Enterprise. In order to recrystallize or like recharge the dilithium on the Klingon ship. So yeah, don't think about it too hard. Yeah, exactly. Magnus, how do they work? So I yeah, I assumed that dilithium was like like a battery of yeah. radiation of some kind. Yeah, but that, that, you know, again, like that, that one was just wearing it, and I think Scotty, even when he realized what it was, was just kind of handling it barehanded, like <laughs> squeezing it into the engine because it wasn't quite the right shape. Oh, God, my hands are going to fall off. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he lost a finger, canonically. Oh, there wow. you go. Wow, it's been a while since we did a finger joke. Mm. So my question now is then, so this episode, how many wars did this episode prevent? <laughs> None. Oh, rats. <laughs> Writers, you tried so hard. No, you might have started a few. Yeah. <laughs> it does sound like those guys just like went to war over nothing, too. Well, yeah. Well, a yeah. lot of people do. But I mean, extra yeah. nothing. Like, in influence territory. The most recent one, it was like all they said was the, the neighboring fucking warlord like insulted their dude. So it wasn't even over resources. It was over, you know, a comment It was, a yo, was dinner. a yo mama joke. Yeah. yeah. So one thing that like, so another part of this episode I did like, and it kind of ties into the, the war thing, right? Is they, the writer said like, this stage used to be a place of sacrifice. Mm. Yeah. They used to sacrifice people there in order to like bring good harvests and, and whatnot. And now and all then, that dies on this stage is my acting career. <laughs> um, but then he says like, and then just for some reason, like a hundred years ago, instead of killing someone, they just performed it. Yeah. And then it started to become like a, a place of performance. And like, you know, it's like, I, I would assume that would like kind of tie, like these performances are very important now to like, you know, it's like to how the future works and stuff like you know it's like bringing wealth and bringing good crops it would have been good if they had continued to bring that in and like instead of instead of just making like it's like it's like they used to they used to sacrifice and then they just performed the sacrifice well what if instead of fighting war they performed the war you Mm -hmm. know and like kind of kind of tried to bring that back into it instead of just having like some like supposedly uplifting play that makes people rethink things. Well, because like, they're they're because it's the writers jerking themselves off yeah, about it's the, the s- power of all. It's I the know, symbolism. But, it's, but they still could have done that, you know. And it, and it could have been yeah. like it's. I I would have I would have gone down the route of something like you show the war instead of doing mm. the war, but then you also show the cost of the war to make the guy rethink. Oh, it's a memorial. Is it? Is it, <laughs> I, is it? Is that the one where they're like, oh, the computer says you just killed four million oh, of our no. men. No, that's no. the one I was thinking of. No, that's a that's a TOS. This was a couple weeks ago. What was that that obelisk? Mo- oh, oh, yeah, the obelisk. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, similar. Yeah. See, I was gonna say the problem is you start off just doing a play and then it turns into that TOS episode yeah, yeah, where yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. no, no, we actually have to have people die though, so we'll vaporize. Right. Them. Whoopsie. The, the, the last comment I kind of have is for any directors in the crowd here. How do how do you think Kellis was as a director of actors? Oh, awful. He wasn't directing at all. He was really he was too busy writing the play to do any directing. I was about to say, I, I have long said the writer and the director should almost never be the same. Yeah, person. but he's an auteur. Yeah. I also get that, you know, back in the day that was kind of how it was done too. Like it was often a shared duty. Yeah. I mean I think you like 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 that's how that's how it was. You'd have a company of actors and there was like a writer, director. Yeah. All right, old man, you'll like, play the old man. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's how like Shakespeare worked, more or less. That's certainly how I've seen it depicted in things. Yeah. I don't know how accurate that is, but but yeah, at some point we realized it was a terrible idea for them to be the same person, and by and large, it, it really it's felt like at times he was like 
like the people would be acting and doing you know their job and then the guy would be like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. no 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 you don't do that and like there's no way the actors could have known yeah. like because he has all of this headcanon that he yeah. didn't explain to anybody and he's like yep. no you're doing it wrong why aren't you doing it right even though i didn't tell you how to do it right well, case of armageddon thank you yeah. Well, took me a while oh, yeah. <laughs> to go into the ba- the, ba- the memory like, bank. It's fucking incredible. I don't know how the yeah, fuck you do that. Don't those know. goofy hats. Oh, the mm-hmm. hats. The hats are so bad. But yes, no, he was not good at his job. You know what was great in this is the costuming in this one is actually interesting because I know the costume designer, Robert Blockman, was nominated for an Emmy for costuming for this episode. Mm. And he had requested because he'd be like, made all these like long roby things. I don't know if he's the one that made the masks or, or what, but you know, he was really proud of the work of this episode. And he asked the director, could you get as many like full length shots as possible? Because, you know, if it's just torso up, you're not seeing mm-hmm. all the other stuff. Mm. And there were a lot of full length shots. Yeah. yeah. The costuming was good. Yeah. And right. I do I, I do wonder, would the masks be prop department or costuming? I know, right? I think that, it's that kind of have... it's it's an communication between the both yeah there's definitely got to be some sort of overlap there i want to know who made the helmets for the uh, (laughs) oh i love how dumb they were like they're like they look like to me they look like the heads of legos yeah lego Lego heads like those were clearly strictly ceremonial those were so 70s doctor who yeah (laughs) yeah they fucking were like those eye holes were so far from the actors faces like they probably had to be just they, there's no way they could see where they were going unless they were looking directly down. <laughs> if if that's what the soldiers on this planet wear, wear they might not have to worry about casualties. That's yeah. true. It's, just, it's a bunch of people running around they shouting. They just stand there like swinging swords. <laughs> All right, someone's gonna hit, about to run into somebody at some point. <laughs> they occasionally like, run into each other and fall over like toddlers because yeah. <laughs> their heads are too big. Oh, yeah, geez. also, I think, of course we notice it every week that alien species is just a little something on the forehead. But with this one, I, I think I'm finally at the point where I'm like, just done with the time, with the forehead different aliens. It, it's really, it almost makes you long for the, like, TOS and early TNG days where they didn't even have a thing. They're just humans It's talking. like, they're aliens because we fucking said so. <laughs> they're aliens we put too much bronzer yeah. on. And it also, and like, it introduces a, a little, not like a plot hole, because, I mean, I guess maybe, maybe, we don't know what different people on this planet look like, but the fact that nobody's taken aback that Bolana has a completely different shaped head than anyone. Yeah, yeah, she's from overseas. Oh, oh, yeah. Not even like a, a you know head caught in a rice picker excuse like oh she yeah. fell off a hill when she was younger and fractured her skull and it healed weird like, i was expecting all just her too to like to bring it yeah. up i was expecting her to be in disguise and like have put like, on a bandana like a bandana or something yeah she she was already wearing a hood she could have just kept the hood down yeah yeah as you can see my friend is a member of the bloods <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's the awkward end of episodes. <laughs> is there a way to segue, or is there any... any no, no, we you know what? Some, we of, some of these, this episode filled me with fury. I've beamed out in front of everyone. <laughs> we just end it like the episode. It just fucking ends. Fuck it. No Next. kissing. No touching. Hands off the ladies. I don't know if I have the guts to do my stupid stuff. Do it! Do it. Peer pressure. Now it's going to be even worse. You can convince him to edit it out later if you hate it. Will you You edit it out later if I hate it? I'll think about it. (laughs) I edit out... Actually, last week's episode, I think a whole 20 minutes got cut. 
Whoa. What are we talking about? <laughs> hey, a lot of schmeckes, and it was already a pretty long episode, so I was like... <laughs> You're like, it was Batman, and it's I knew like, James would literally murder us. It was definitely stuff that, like... There was a whole, admittedly kind of delightful, conversation about pasta types. <gasps> you lost the pasta types? It was already a long no, episode. Are we so about great. to start a 20-minute detour onto pasta types that will also get cut? Like no, but the probably like last three minutes silly. is not going to be here. <laughs> anyway, yes, if you genuinely despise it, I will cut it. Okay, mm-hmm. keep in mind that I didn't... I thought of this on the way over here. It's not good. I know it's not good. <laughs> okay. I can't. Okay. Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. <laughs> Guess who's back? Oh my god, she's destroying the ship! <laughs> oh, no, I love it, Caitlin. No, that's definitely staying in. Guess who's back? That's amazing. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good. So it might have to be the title. That's no, because it ruins the great joke. <laughs> oh, good point. So that's a that's an Eminem reference. You're yes. all really welcome. Don't sue us. Uh, we don't have more to do. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> That was the yelling, I promised, so sorry. Uh, so, in fury, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I pretty much summed it up. So, we're hailed, and it's fucking Kess, and she looks like shit. Oh my god. She's been living hard and fast, you know? Um, like those old compens do. Well, that's true, because, I mean, she's old compen and she left, so now she's, what, like six or seven years old, and most of them only live to be four and six. I don't know. Nine. I guess the point is, she's kind of oldish for a, 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 an Ocampan, so I guess it makes sense. But anyway, she's like, oh, Janeway, let me on, I need help. And they're like, sure, of course we will. And she's like, apparently, just in case they didn't mean it, crashes her ship into fucking Voyager. And then she gets on, to, on board and is just psychically destroying shit left and right. And because she's asking for help, initially, I'm like... Can she just not help what's happening, or is she doing this on purpose? What the fuck is going on? So she makes her way to the bridge, causing destruction behind her every step of the way. Engineering. Engineering. Oh, of course not the bridge. Yeah, yeah, engineering. Sorry. And she pushes her way through and just goes right up to the warp core and puts her fucking hands on it and whoosh, disappears. Where the fuck did she go? She went to the past. Oh. Not before she killed somebody. Oh, yeah, Bellana, whatever. She's <laughs> barely in this you show. Know, you know how little like Bellana likes being killed off? She'd rather beam away. <laughs> <laughs> She'd rather die than be killed off. Oh, son of a bitch. So I guess my theory about keeping Harry Kim around so that somebody to die is Harry Kim didn't work out on this episode. Whoopsie. But yeah, so she, yeah, she zaps the shit out of her with warp core energy, it seems. And yeah, then she zaps to the, to the past. And now we've got one of those fun, you know, going on two dates with the same person things, except it's two Kesses on the ship, and instead of avoiding each other, Kess is like, I'm gonna find this bitch and bring her back to Ocampa because basically Janeway ruined our whole life, and I don't want that to happen to my younger, more vulnerable self again. I can fix this in the past! And the way she's gonna fix it is by, like, giving the Vidians all the, like, hack codes to like totally fuck Voyager up and let them get just totally wiped out and harvested which is fucking cold would never expect this from Kess and uh I mean like somehow they manage not to be taken over by the Vidians Vidians are chumps sometimes yeah they, they kind of suck and Janeway they like they kill her right they just straight up shoot old Kess and are like oh, you're, yes. you're dead oh, now yeah. And uh, Janeway's like, hey, young Kess, some shit just went down, and I'm going to need you to leave yourself a voice message for when this happens again in the future. 
But you'll have forgotten you did it because reasons. Because reasons. And then there's also, like, part of the way that we figure out that something is not wrong on the ship, aside from Kess just being kind of a weird bitch, not remembering to call Tom Tom, being kind of a rude asshole to the doctor. I'm sure there's other things. Bringing bringing Janeway coffee. She never does that. (laughs) That felt actually like the most genuinely Kess thing to do. The one thing she remembered how to do in Voyager (laughs) was deliver the coffee. But not without spelling it all, spilling it all over the desk, which I know was on purpose. Anyway, we also see Tuvok. I guess he didn't get enough sleep in the oh last no. episode. He needed all that sleep. He's having a no good, very bad day. And I think it's because she's got all her psychic power and the time travel and, you know. I think there's tachyons. Tachyons. Yeah, magical time MacGuffins. Yeah. What was it? It was like, we're looking for a tach... We're, we're, we're checking the area for tachyons. Oh, what are you looking for? For fucking tachyons! That's what we're looking for! Weren't you listening? I don't remember what that scene was, but it annoyed me. So they they leave future Kess a voicemail from past Kess, and it works. And Janeway's like, okay, you still crashed your ship into our ship, but we'll help you get home. Please we- stop killing Torres. It makes Tom sad. <laughs> the end? Kind of, yeah, yeah, it just kind of ends. Although we do get a nice little, like, goodbye scene with Neelix again. Yeah. More goodbye scenes with Neelix. Yeah, how much, Neelix. How, we... how much of a goodbye did Neelix get the last time Kess left? Because I thought it was, I thought it, I thought it was. There, there was yeah. definitely a goodbye scene. Oh, okay. Well, and they broke it up by then, you know. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's what I was thinking of. Is the they, breakup they... was never on screen. Yeah, they, yeah. they broke up because there was, like, an alternate Because there was thing. a warlord in Kess. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and that warlord wasn't gay for Neelix, but was gay for other people yeah and then and then they everyone's just never... gay for mole man yeah. <laughs> it was a t-shirt i feel like and i said this to chris already but i feel like this whole episode could have been like completely unnecessary if Kess had just got into therapy and been like i blame my mom for everything and her mom is just janeway because basically her whole reason for doing this is she's like no janeway you encouraged me to experience life and it didn't turn out the way i thought it would so everything bad is your fault and it's like okay her her motivation is just really weird and like it doesn't feel genuine nope because the conclusion is oh i i forgot that you were not bad to me. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, I that, you that were whole, nice. The whole scene when Janeway is like talking her down in engineering at the end, it's just like the turn is just too quick. It's so abrupt. It's, it's, just it's like, like, oh, it worked. What? Yeah. And it worked immediately. Like the core idea of like she regrets a decision she made and chooses to blame other people for it isn't inherently bad people yeah. do that all the that's time that's a tale yeah. as old as time but the way it was executed was shit <laughs> yeah that doesn't feel like Kess. Yeah. That's, well that's the other problem Kess feels like, out of character especially like by the like you know Kess, Kess's character was kind of maturing very fast and like you know it's like I, I feel like by the end especially before she just left the show like it's like she, she wouldn't have held that kind of animus towards yeah not unless she experienced some kind of major trauma right yeah, and i kind of wish if that were the case, we that were made clear. It? Yeah. yeah, it did sound like she had some kind of memory problem because she just didn't remember a lot of things. Right, but that's like so not compelling. Yeah, there's yeah. oh, yeah. way <laughs> too much. You have to. Well, yeah, it just like, it just well, seems like she just kind of she just forgot. Yeah, well, it's like I don't know. It's like someone has a serious drug or alcohol yeah. problem, and then they start blaming 
other people. And then they start showing up to call times late and being a problem on set. It seems very almost meta and kind of weird that Jennifer Lean was involved in this episode. That's why I I actively hate this episode. Mm -hmm. Because, so like... I don't, I don't necessarily know how much anyone has ever really explained about why Jennifer Lean got fired. Definitely was having issues, was like, you know, I believe was having issues getting up to getting, you know, to call times and stuff. Like, in, in I'm assuming it's the same or, you know, at least partially lesser problems than what she's had, you know, like recently. Mm. Where, like, she does yeah. have mental health problems. She does have drug problems. And it's kind of weird because this episode is like... It feels like the whole episode is literally gaslighting the actress. Yeah, like they're like, trying to because we also talked about the fact that she was actually really very young. She was she was I believe nineteen when the show started. Yeah, so very so, young, very like young, vulnerable. Surely like in no Hollywood. Yeah, no support, active predation. I'm sure, especially from fucking Berman. Well, that's the thing. Like that's why I'm like. Because of what you were just saying about how this does feel, it feels like almost a a rebuke of Jennifer Lean. Yeah, and yeah. it's and it almost feels to me like knowing sort of the, the knowing some of, if not all, you know, I don't know all the things, but knowing some of the backstory, it feels very much like they're giving themselves I, a pass. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put this on Berman. I'm gonna I'm, I yeah. don't know if it was Berman, but I'm gonna put him on him anyway. So That's fair. It's almost like Berman like. Was like, oh, you know, Jen, Jen's not doing so good. You know, we should bring we should bring her in for for a guest spot. You know, give her some work, get her on the show. I think, fans that, I like think that part is true because I did I did well, read online. Berman wanted a reason to bring back Kess for an episode, and she they convinced her it would be good before they'd even written anything. And then, oh, well, and yeah, and then like when they're writing it, they're like, okay, as long as we make her feel shitty about about what happened before and gaslight her into thinking that you know it was all her fault yeah because like the the whole episode is basically janeway you the person in power and like encouraged me and like gave me gave me access basically to 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 the world but didn't protect me and because of that like everything went wrong and that is what the show did to her like yeah. it, it may have it like unfortunately like may, it, if it hadn't been star trek maybe it would have been something else but like she was very young she probably had existing issues and she was all of a sudden given probably the biggest paycheck she'd ever seen in her entire life and unfortunately that happens all the time where you know it's like those people then don't get support you know it's 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 like football players like yeah. you know mm. same same kind of situation well, i have know, all like this some, money what do i do with right, it right some, some franchises some franchises actually try to help and like keep you know keep people it's like make sure to invest some of your money but like regardless and then on top of all of that when things did start to go bad for jennifer lean instead of going out of their way to provide support and help for you know one of their most vulnerable crew members going through issues they fired her yeah they they literally just threw her away and then they and then they have the fucking gall to write this episode where very similar things happen and the end resolution is Cass, we know you're upset, but don't you remember how good things actually were? Yeah. And that's the conclusion? That is That is the solution to the problem. Is like, yeah, you might be mad, but things were actually really good back then. And that just feels totally inexcusable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and like, I I wonder if I didn't have knowledge of sort of some of that backstory, if I would 
dislike this episode as much as I do. I think you would dislike it in just in a different way. Yeah. I, I wasn't thinking of it that way. I was just thinking of it as like, this is a weird time travel yeah. paradox because this oh, yeah. does, you do go back, you change time. Everyone else forgets that you changed this time. Well, really, it's just really only Tuvok and Kess that know it because everyone else was in the dark about that Kess was even here. But yeah, original Kess, would this, this, did this affect any of her other decisions? No. So, well, here's the thing. Why not? <laughs> Here's the thing. What they should have done, logically, in the final act, is instead of stopping old Kess from going back, they should have just evacuated engineering and let her go back. So that she... Because otherwise, now there's a there's a paradox because she doesn't go yeah. back. Janeway doesn't kill her in the past. Oh, so yeah. you're just creating a stable time loop. Yeah, so, so like really the only thing that they don't want to happen is... For Bellana to get killed. I mean, Janeway doesn't want to have to kill older Kess. No. No one wants that. But, she's already, but she's already done it, so it's How fine. can we help her? It is, it is in Janeway's nature to want to help a, a wayward crewman. And also in her nature to say, fuck causality. Yeah. I'm surprised she didn't try to blow up the ship. Yes. <laughs> um, Seriously. But yeah. I mean, that's, that's obnoxious. And like I said, the, the turn at the end was just... Bad. Bad. Too yeah. fast. Yeah, Too it easy. Just, it felt... Again, without knowing, without there being some sort of story of something truly awful having happened, it just doesn't make sense for the character that we They knew. forgot how to write Kess. Well, let's be honest. There's some debate if they ever knew. <laughs> so the the teleplay Fair. was by it was by Brian Fuller and Michael Taylor. Brian, I don't Damn. know how I don't know how I much I like both of them. Right. I don't I don't know how Fuck. much it was how how much who was who. Um I don't know even know if there's a way to tell. But Brian Fuller wasn't even on the show when I don't think he was on the no, show. No, he came when later, I think left if they overlapped at all it was very brief um i think that's right yeah the story was by rick berman and braga yeah because um, it was a we want to get Kess back yeah here's an idea someone write it for us god i hate rick berman as much as there was turmoil behind the scenes i did feel like the exit of Kess was handled in a, if not a good way but it was handled in a way that like gave closure to the character yeah we already yeah. had closure with the character. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah no, he so means her. Okay. Meaning her original exit in uh, season four. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Yes, yes, uh, that exit. And, like, to bring her back now in this way... Like, the whole thing in season four was that, in, in the gift, was that she's ascending. She's becoming, a, like, yeah. a, like, some kind mm-hmm. of uh, energy being or something. And like that's really cool, and it's like, oh god, like, like, okay, yeah, it's sad that the, that the characters go, you know, leaving the show, the actors having a bad time, but at least the characters given a good send off. Yeah. Um, and now it's like, no, no, no they she just, it. she just, she just had, she had a shitty time after she left, and uh, now she blames everyone for all her problems, and she's gonna, and now, yeah. But gonna... wait, there's a novel that establishes what really uh, happened. No. no. Oh, here we go. Uh, so this isn't Kess. It's a hybrid that was created by merging a pregnant Okampan who who was going to have one of the Nassim children from the caretaker like merged with Kess to create this pro- this hybrid that's actually a manifestation of the darkness within Kess. Fixed it! Uh, I so, they, so they sent the darkness within Kess back to Okampa? Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I appreciate that some author out there was like, that was fucking dumb. I want to undo it. But their solution was awful. I just like, here's the thing. You want to bring her back on a one-off. What would have felt way more in characters like Kess as some sort of crazy godlike being now. 
or whatever, is like, I've come across a problem I can't solve on my own, mm-hmm. but I know who can help. Janeway. Yeah. And she shows up, she's like, I need your help, and they help some sort of thing, and then bring it all fucking full circle. She stays to watch over this group of people they've just helped. Oh, she becomes a caretaker. Yeah, a caretaker well, except, figure. Yeah, except, but not as like right. No, like, actually, I'm going to do it right. Yeah, the, no, that would be really good. Like caretaker who actually like you know youth liberation caretaker. Yeah, you know the one the one who doesn't suppress them and then make them like live shorter well, lives, think, but actually I encourages think, them to be their best self. I think it, uh, it would be really cool if we if it were established that Ocampans were just baby caretakers. <laughs> No, I'm serious. So like, like, then the caretaker wouldn't have trouble finding an heir. Well, but yeah. here's no, but here's but here's the thing. Tell, I think, okay, write your novel for us. I think the problem is that the Ocampans that we see in Caretaker and then in the later episode, uh, Cold Fire, Cold Fire are both are like stunted, or the at least the ones in Caretaker are like stunted, and that's why they die after nine years. But what should be happening is that they should be ascending like Kested. And like mm-hmm. and, but they, in order to ascend they need to have like those worldly experiences. They need to they actually need to leave. And that's the, nest. the one thing the caretaker didn't realize. And the caretaker and the and the other caretaker, the female caretaker from, from Coldfire. Major Barrett. <laughs> she she kinda got it, but she still wanted to control them. Mm. And that and that's why none of her I like that. Her yeah. uh, Ocompens ever ascended. And like Kess is the only one that actually like flew the coop and was able to achieve that level of uh of experience in order to become a caretaker but then of course this episode just destroys that yeah fuck this episode yeah it's like god i remember watching on the waterfront in a class once what is that it's a very famous fucking um is that i could have been a contender yeah yeah, famous, um, what's his name movie? Brando. Brando. Brando movie. But the thing is, before we watched the movie, we were given the background of the author, writer, screenwriter, who had very happily sung like a fucking canary at the House on American Activities Committee. Ooh. And in that light, you realize the whole fucking movie is basically him justifying his being a piece of shit and, you know, handing people over to the government. And you're oh, just no. like, this movie sucks. This is a terrible movie. And this similarly, like, I didn't like it to begin with, but again, also wasn't really thinking in terms of real life. It's like, wow, it's even worse than I was thinking. Yeah. I want your class to have been like half people who read the background and half people who just watched the movie and then horrify the people who just watched the movie by telling them the background afterwards. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's considered a fucking classic. Yeah. And people love it and it's quoted. and That, they, uh, that would have been interesting, but yes, the teacher told us the background before we all watched, mm-hmm. so... And I was like, yeah, no, it made me unable to enjoy this film. Hmm. Quick question. Do what it. happened to the dead Bolana Torres timeline? Which was the timeline we'd been watching this entire time. Don't think about it. Oh, God. Well, yeah, so we've, ju- we've jumped timelines. We followed Kessa to a different timeline. Yeah, they, uh, well, it has to be, right? Because, because Janeway... Like, so, okay. So, old Kess, in her past, <laughs> she did not... Like, she, she just came on the ship... Like the old cast that leaves at the end, the did, gravestone er- got erased. Yeah, so so she never killed James Torres. R. Kirk. The Torres <laughs> has to still be dead in the dead old Kess's timeline. Who <sighs> died? You know, if, yeah. So, years yeah. Ago. No, just Shit. just 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 think Shit. of the fact that you know it's like we're going on a timeline, and then we followed the time traveler to a split somewhere yeah. in a future prison. 
Captain Braxton <laughs> just got heartburn and he doesn't know why. See, this is, that's the thing. This is this episode is following Back to the Future Part Two rules as opposed to Back to the Future Part One. Rules. Oh, this will make sense yeah. next week when we talk mm. Back to the Future. So good. Uh, really quick notes. I thought it was cute at the beginning of this episode when there was uh, Janeway figured out Tuvok's birthday. Oh was, yeah. yeah. Okay, but why isn't that just in his file? I, it should be. I, yeah. I'm assuming. Well, I mean, he's the security guy. He really might have gone through and scrubbed the records. Now here's, That's now kind here's of a the funny thing. idea. And this has literally always <gasps> pissed me off. Oh, this oh dear. About I think this I know episode. what you're about to say. How is Tuvok not 100 years old yet? What year are you counting in? Are oh. you in Vulcan years or are you in Terran years? <laughs> Because I bet you Janeway figured it out and figured it out in Vulcan years for him because you think it's his so? birthday. Wait, how old is he? Well, because here's the thing: we know she says, he serves... she says you're about to hit the big three digits. Yeah, so oh, we know he's like oh, in his oh. late nineties, but that wouldn't make sense because we know that he was on the Enterprise or the uh, the Excelsior. Excelsior during Star Trek Six. So, and we know that that was like ninety years prior to this. Yeah. So was he? I thought he was like five years yeah. old when he was. Uh, I thought he was thirty, like thirties. Like. Yeah, well, because he did say that was his first yeah. Starfleet assignment, so could have been twenties, maybe. Yeah, he could have been in his twenties, but still, I, yeah, I think it, do, it it doesn't make sense that he would be under a hundred in Earth years at least. But yeah, I never, I haven't thought of the. That's Vulcan my that's my way out because everybody in Star Trek, even on distant fucking planets in the Delta <laughs> Quadrant. Knows how, how long a day is. is. Yeah. yeah. Ex- except, so I'll see you in two hours. How do? You, how except do you on Bajor, where it's twenty six hours in a day. Uh, uh, it's the it's the universal translator. Uh, uh, fuck it. God damn it. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, I was. This is last episode, but I was really annoyed by like the fact that Bolana could say the word bronze and that that was able to get across. Like you know, it's an alloy of this and this other thing. Through the Universal Translator. That's a good point, especially when the Universal Translator did not translate Winter's Tears, which is just their word for dilithium. Mm. That's, yep. Sorry. Don't, don't think about it too hard. Sorry yeah. for dropping that in. No, what no, I get say? it. I was going to say, uh, this episode contains the only interaction between Seven and Kess. Mm. Oh, yeah. They never talked in... Yeah, she was still half boring. Not, That's not, true. Not face-to-face. Ames, let me ask you a question. Do it. How do you feel that your argument that Kess is a mature adult and it's totally okay for her to be dating Neelix is affected by the fact that in this episode she's like, I was really young and impressionable and vulnerable and immature. She literally said, oh, I was a child. I, oh, I thought about this because there is an answer. I'm, I'm in my 30s. People in their 20s are fucking children. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I will say, if, if, if age of consent, consent correlated to like mental stability and maturity... I probably still should be a virgin. Like, it's like, I'm still a child. I don't know if I... It's like, can I make these decisions for I myself? I'm not totally sure at, if I can at, make these decisions for myself. Look at this guy over here myself. subtly, subtly, subtly uh, telling us I fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Good job, buddy. Technically, yeah, I yeah, only... Yeah. Technically, I only admitted to a single instance of fuck. Yeah, a V card has been lost. That's all we know. (laughs) Oh, real cool. (laughs) We got a badass over here. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm fucking almost 40, and sometimes I'm just like, how am I allowed to be my own person? It's his birthday tomorrow, guys. Happy birthday! Back 
back on the subject. Yes. But anyway, yeah. I'm super mad that you had an answer. Oh, of course. Because on the way over, I was like, Chris, I'm going to fucking get her. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah? <laughs> what do you think about this? No, Remember literally. how I said it would be weird to fuck her because she was a kid? Literally. She just so said she was a kid. I don't know if they... I don't no, know they don't. They did. Yeah, they Neelix did. and her never got no, no, physically I know, intimate. I, I know they don't, but regardless... Yeah, literally yesterday, I was listening to a podcast <laughs> in which in which the character's like, oh, I'm... I'm gonna be 30 soon. She was like 28 or something. This character. I'm gonna be 30 soon, and a, a, someone walked into my shop, and they looked like they were 21, and I was like, "You're a child." I'm like, "Honey, you're a child. <laughs> you're all children to me." <laughs> everyone, yeah, and every, everyone thinks that the people younger than them are just children because they are. It's true. Well, I think she, I think she meant it literally, nope. and I'm taking that point as mine. I don't care. I, say, I feel kidding. like it, it <laughs> just varies person to person. Like, I've met people who are younger than me, and I'm just like, oh, God, I am such a fucking baby compared to you. How did this happen? But then again, I've known so many people older than me, and I'm just like, what are you, fucking 12? <laughs> Jesus Christ. See, the entire Republican Party. Ayo. <laughs> Politics. Well, anyway... Good, good for you. Good yeah. for you coming pre Never, I do. Never, I do. <laughs> never bring an essay to an English major. It's our job to have counter-arguments the, ready. The very last thing I want to say is it was super cute when Neelix was trying to get Kess to smile. And like, he was oh, like, oh, he's like, yeah. oh, red alert, I'm noticing structural the structural integrity of your frown is, is you know, collapsing or whatever. I believe that I said, dear sweet Neelix, and then yeah. I was like, who the fuck am I? Right. Remember when we first started watching the, the show and the, I was like, ugh. This motherfucker grows on you. The interactions with Neelix were definitely like the later, less creepy Neelix relationship stuff, but yeah. they, transplanted they figured out into how to the write past. It. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was actually just sweet and gentle. Yeah, like the, final, the yeah. final goodbye on the transporter pad. He's looking at her like, so fucking... Like his heart is breaking yet again. again. The poor man. And she asks, oh, see, see anyone you know? And he says, only you, and my eyes yeah, welled up. Line. And I was like, oh, fuck, the, God damn it, Star Trek, you did I, it again. I, I guess that does also bring, like, last point, I swear I'll stop talking. We don't have the if, Rossi clock going. Yeah, I know, yeah. That's, this is your mistake, really. <laughs> I made a clock specifically to prevent this. Um, the, it, there was, like, no other moments of goodbye with Kess. Mm. Like, it's like none of the rest of the crew was, like, around at any point. It never felt like, it didn't feel like there was a goodbye going on for, like, what should have been, like, kind of a big deal return of this actor who you had unceremoniously fired. And that felt kind of wasted. Like, there yeah. was already, the other episode was already a better goodbye. Like, yeah, no, it definitely but was. But they still could have tried to do something better than what we got at the nope. end of this episode where like it's like there's some people i don't think has even interacted with like actor wise no. like in fact probably most of the actors she didn't really interact with for what was supposed to be a she return. had like really brief scenes with several people tom yeah. she like Neelix. looked at tuvok across a room yeah she gave him a long stare for like two minutes i was like yeah you're doing a great job not looking suspicious there hon Killing it. <laughs> he sees things, doesn't he? Even though he claimed in the last episode that my mind never plays tricks. Tuvok! <laughs> oh, damn it. That's another thing that I forgot to say in the last episode was good to see them introducing new superpowers for Vulcans. <laughs> I don't have to sleep for two weeks. I think There's another one next week. It's going to be great. <laughs> I feel like the, the, they've established before that Vulcans don't need as much sleep. If they just never got so specific. Come on, let me have this one. Abe's already pulverized my argument. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, also, gosh, the the look on, on Tom's face when they're like, 
oh, Balan is dead. And they cut to like a, a split second of Tom just looking so bland, it was almost comical. I missed that. <laughs> like it should have been, oh no. Like was... something should have like entirely broken his face and he's just staring like, Huh? Like, literally last well, week. Well, he wasn't listening. <laughs> he's losing his mind because she's missing. Now he knows she's dead. And he's just like, well. I already did all my mourning last week. I'm done. Listen, yeah, it, people it, it, all it, grieve in different ways. He's probably just in shock. I mean, yeah. But also, I just feel like it, it feels a little too much like the opening of Austin Powers too. Wait a tick. I'm single again. Austin Powers and Batman. Um, yeah. <laughs> so basically just like the second ending for Kess being less good than its first ending now we have an Austin Powers ending to this segment which is less good than the first ending of the segment cool are we ending the segment let's end the segment because I think uh, do you want him to keep doing that no Right, well, but then. I did want to say that I'll give it to us. Yes. I did want to say that Chakotay in in the past sympathizing with the Vidians was very Chakotay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He is so good at that. Mm-hmm. And I think I had one more note. What was it? It's on this list right in front of my face. Which one is it? Oh, they brought the like the doctor's name hunt just to forget oh, it. Yeah, just yeah. so they can forget it again later. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. But in honor of seeing our double cast this week, we're going to be talking a lot of doubles from all across Star Trek for our blogtivity. There are a lot, so I'm going to try to go quick and maybe some of them will just be on the blog. So make sure you head over to sshpodcast.com. Check out the blog there. It's already live. It's in the show notes. You can see, you can see all of them and check off if we cover them on this list. The I time you're getting they... a double check off. <laughs> good one. That was good. The time we split Kirk in half. That's evil, a great evil, evil Which Kirk, time? Evil Kirk, the good first Kirk? time. Yeah, the good. enemy within Kirk. That one. Because we do it a bunch of times. We also do it in what a little girl's made of. Oh, that's right. The android Kirk. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, there's an android Kirk. What a gross name for an episode. Well, Hunting androids, then all the Stellas. All the there. Stellas. That's a good one. Hardcore. <laughs> does Does the salt monster ever disguise itself as any McCoy? Of the... Yeah. Okay, yes, okay. I'm pretty sure it's this guy's was one of the major characters. Salt right? Vampire. Yes, Vampire, sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nancy. And we have a couple other Plum. double double Kirks running around. Jake just watched one today. Oh, yeah. Uh, Martia in uh, Star Trek Six. Yep, 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 yep. Shapeshifter. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it I helps have... him escape from Aurora Pente. Yeah. Iman, right? Yep. Yes. Beautiful. Love it. Uh, we also see Garth of Izar pretending to be Kirk at one point. He pretends to be fucking everybody. Yeah. That's right. Because he learns how to shape shit. There's a lot of that in that damn series. There's so... They, TOS, even though they didn't have the technology to do doubles, did a lot of fucking doubles. <laughs> mm. Do we count doppelgangers that are just different characters played by the same actor? Because there's also <laughs> like Sam, Sam Kirk. Kirk. No, that does not count. That's a different character. <laughs> Does Gothos ever take on anybody else's shape? No, he doesn't. He's what? always very, very pretty. What's his name? Koloff. Koloff. <laughs> William the actor formerly known as Koloff. William Campbell. There we go. Well, speaking of which, uh, I've noticed that Captain Koloff looks a lot like the Squire of Gothos. <laughs> uh, sadly, they never meet. What a, what a shame. It's a shame. Yeah, never seen in the same room. Uh, and there's one more double Kirk, because in 
the Survivor in TAS, the oh. Vendorian, the Flappy Tentacle Monster. That's right! He pretends to be all kinds of things, including a bed. <laughs> well, if we're counting TAS, what about Spock 2? Oh, yes! that's right. Yeah, yeah, the giant Spock. This is a doppelganger if one's giant and the other's normal. Yes. It is. Okay. I count it. All right. I count it because it's ridiculous. Because uh, it's it's just, it's literally a second Spock. Yeah. What more do you want? Oh, dumb Picard. Which one? Oh my god. Yeah, that's the, the time, one that like flies time, the, time the plane. Picard. Oh, wait, are we, wait, wait. Are we counting time displaced doppelgangers? Yeah, I know a time not? displaced doppelganger inspired. I, okay, I why just want to be sure. There aren't that many. I want to be sure of the rules. I mean, do we count data and lore? No, because lore is a different character. That's true, but doesn't he pretend to be Data so is, sometimes? So is Spock, too. Uh, Spock, too, is a different character. Pretending to be... Well, they also look exactly the same, and that's what Doppelganger yeah, means. Shrek, yeah, the whole Sung line. I, I put it on my list. So B4. Before, yeah. And then every other Sung who's should, ever existed. That fucking should, family. should probably throw this in there just because we're talking strong. Data, but Fistful of Data's Data. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah so yeah, many yeah. Datas. Those ones are incontrovertibly duplicates. Oh, wow, I didn't think of that. I didn't even have that one. Uh, and then there's a, there's a, the episode of TNG where Picard is away in a space prison and they've left a <gasps> copy of yeah, him on the ship. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's Allegiance. That's a weird one. He sings a song. He does. Yeah, yes, that's, yeah. that's why the senior crew is like, whoa, shit's bad. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> not, that's not the captain I know. <laughs> I love, yeah, him singing a song and then it's like dramatic music and it zooms like, in on Riker and he's like, uh. <laughs> he's like, free drinks on me. It's like, uh. Well, I mean, right. we don't pay for them anyway, but okay. He tries to bang Crusher. That's a little far, mm. guy. Yeah, Picard would never bang. Crusher. Yeah, ever. <laughs> oh, um, but of course, Riker gives us Thomas, Thomas Riker. Riker. Yep. Does. Yep. Mm-hmm. Riker also and and Pulaski both have clones made. That's up. right. Yeah. That weird episode in the weird like dual plot yeah. from up the long ladder. Because not only yeah. is it weird Irish planet, it's a also upsetting clone you know, upsetting clones. Yeah. And then he killed the fuck out of them. Just shot them in the in their in their cloning sleep. I, I don't think it happens in TNG at all, so we'll have to double back, but because I'm thinking TNG, how many O'Briens are there? <laughs> I was gonna say my so my many. favorite my favorite hands down is the O'Brien that was like O'Brien. What? Which one? Oh, the ro- ro- the, I, the robot. I can't remember if he was a robot, a but he was such a perfect replicant. copy of O'Brien yeah, the that he kind of forgot that he was a copy. Yep. And just thought everyone on the ship was being suspicious because they all knew he was a copy. Yeah, that's just how they treat him, though. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, I, I, yeah, I love that episode. The time duplicate O'Briens in that other episode. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, visionary. Yeah. That's another really good one. Shit, I had a thought. I had one, and it's gone. Oh, that time we see centuries older Odo on that planet that doesn't exist. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. He, I mean, he does. He does link with himself. He does. That's true. Oh, that's weird. When he was in the jar, right? Yeah. That's, okay, that's a bucket. good point. That's time displaced. Yeah. Yeah. Was so that, that one that, that was? That was children of time. Children of time. It was, it was. It was one of the many scenes where they let uh, Avery Brooks interact with a baby, and <laughs> clearly, oh my god, he loves babies. Yeah, and yeah, like that is not acting. That man just fucking loves babies. I just got to the episode. I'm rewatching Deep Space Nine. I'm almost done. Where like he finds out Cassidy's pregnant. And he's like, "We're gonna have a baby. You're so never excited. gonna meet it." Oh, but he doesn't know sad. that. But he gets so excited, and I'm like, "That's real." Avery Brooks just loves babies. Um, so I jumped us ahead. What else? I'm yeah, sure yeah. TNG has more. Uh, the the quantum episode with Worf. 
Oh, parallel. Oh, right. Yeah. Fuck, I didn't have parallel. Double, double, two, two, two bridge. bridge. Oh, no, no, no not that two, one. Oh, there, how many one? How many ships at the end when they're all popping Literally in the same spot? Well, yeah, oh, think, God, and there's that one Riker who's like, please save us! Yeah, and they're like, ah, no, Border bye. everywhere. That's so good. That's, That's so fucked up. One. But yeah, technically we see all sorts of doubles then, just mm-hmm. not at the same time. Yeah, yeah. But is that, that's not, that's not two, no, two that's bridges, the one Riker, episode, two, I think, two Rikers, one Speaking bridge. Speaking of Nagilum, Nagilum does pretend to be Troy and Data at the same time. Oh, that's right. And he walks in as Picard's ready to blow up the ship, and he's like, well, okay, let's talk about you blowing up the ship. That's right, that's right. Can you not? Because <laughs> it would ruin my day. <laughs> but yeah, no, two Rikers, one bridge is a different episode they beam over to I th- is that the Megillum one as well or is that a different one two Rikers that's also the Megillum okay but yeah I, th- I think it's we see two bridges but I don't think we see two Rikers no oh that's right two Rikers two he bridges one it's Riker. a double bridge he yeah. sees Riker through the bridge so we see the same Riker in two places it's kind of like it's uh, a mirror it's like yeah. portal yeah and you can look at yourself he's um, portable one more actually two more if you count the movies Sure. Uh, from TNG, uh, we'll always have Paris. Just everyone's du- doubles all over the place because mm-hmm. because of the weird time distortion. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Picard's clone thing, Shinzon. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Nice. <laughs> Picard's clone thing is the better name for him <laughs> because fuck that movie. But, but, to death. but see, here's the thing. Although it's a clone, I wouldn't call it a doppelganger. No, they look nothing alike. They, look nothing alike. <laughs> right. they, they slapped um, that big fake nose on Tom Hardy, and it did not make a difference. This this is definitely questionable, but uh, the fake Kales Kales. That was created. Oh, yeah. The fake. Oh, he's a clone. You're right. Yeah, he's a clone, and he thinks he's the real one. Like... I'll give that one to you. And then then the Klingons, because they're always so fucking honest, they're like, yeah, let's just roll with it. We'll let the Emperor. Do what you want. You have no power. It doesn't matter to us. Oh, God. He said he didn't show up more. Yeah, that would have been fun. He would have been a cool character. Now, are we going to count people who are... Duplicated by change. I was just about to ask that. I think that's one giant okay. category. I think. I think that is. Isn't that literally what a doppelganger like is? Is like an entity that has just assumed your mm. physical form. Yeah, because we'd also have to then include. We'd have to include another O'Brien because he appears. Oh, on he Earth does. That's right. In yep, yep. Paradise Lost. Um, yeah, he's all smarmy. Yeah, as well as yeah, there's just a lot of change. The, the episode yeah, with, the, with the two O'Briens on that when they were like stuck on the ship and they were doing the thing. What did I say? O'Briens, the two, you did. the two. No, not two. Well, there might have been two. Uh, the two shit, Doctor, but oh, years? Years. Thank you. Well, there's, yes. a two, there's a time when they were when they were in uh, when they were hunting the changeling. Oh, in the thing, the movie, in the thing, right? The yeah. episode. Oh, and, but then there's also and then there's God. also clone uh, or not clone, but there's also changeling, changeling Bashir who changeling while well, when Bashir was in prison. Changeling, oh, yeah, that's um, right. Changeling, I forgot all about changeling that. Martok. Yeah. Changeling Martok. Yeah. And, and change, no, there isn't a Changeling Gowron. They thought it was Gowron, but it was actually yeah. Martok. Yeah. What about I, Little Molly and Big Molly? That's the same girl. It's not a. She never meets herself. Yeah, it's not she a. She does. Meet she meets herself in the cave. Oh, very briefly. Right. 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 Yeah, that's a good that. one. Good, good memory. Good point. Well, I mean, I was going to say, I've been watching. Well, no, it was probably months ago now, but I, you know. If I watch something enough times, I'll remember it. It just. Takes yeah, that's years. Right. She, she encounters <laughs> herself just long enough to break causality. Yep, yep. And, and somewhere, uh, Captain Braxton gets heartburn. Dude. And Duquesne whoops. There's lots of Wayuns. I know they're I was, clones. I was just yeah, going to say Wayuns. Yeah, the I, but the two of them do meet once. Two of them see the, song, the songs on a screen. Yeah, six, five, and six. It's five sounds and six right. or six and seven, but that's I think it's five and six. Treachery, faith in the great river. 
That's such a great episode. It's such a good episode. I had another fucking Deep Space Nine idea, too, and now I can't remember what it was. I well, I guess, I mean, I guess Dax, kind of. That's would, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call them doppelgangers, though. I think that's just what. It, what about the time? What about Curzodo? <laughs> yeah, no, no. What about that episode where, where? Well, I guess that's, they aren't physically. We're, they they we're inhabit. The yeah, no, yeah. That, no, no. I think. I think at a minimum there should at least be a physical resemblance of some kind. Mm. Oh, I think we said it off air, but obviously we're not counting Mirror Universe. That's yeah. a different thing. We'll do that. That'll have its we'll own We'll do that when we someday. hit Enterprise. It'll be a good day for Chris. <laughs> Uh, oh, and just backtracking one more because I I missed this one when we were, when we were back in TOS TAS, but also the motion picture. Oh uh, yeah, the idea probe I would yeah. count as a doppelganger. Yeah. Good point. Good point. They murdered the shit out of the original. And they did. Replaced they did. Ah, oh, poor person. I had Holy another Deep Space Nine one. Now I can't remember what it was. Was it Changelings? Was it more Changelings? No, no, it wasn't Changelings. Is it Sarah Cisco? <laughs> Maybe it was just Molly and Molly. It wasn't Molly. Oh, it was something else. I don't know. Maybe I'll think of it. Yeah, if you think of it, maybe it'll make the blog. Although, I don't know, because I, I think Tumblr just... Tumblr is forcing everyone to go to the fucking beta thing, which I hate. And they have a cap on images. So we'll see what the fuck I do. Mm. <laughs> but moving on. Yes, we have this episode from Voyager Fury, where we definitely see two Kesses, and one of them pinches the other one out. Yeah. There's uh, there's the dual Kims yeah. well, from the, the when whole, the ship splits. The whole ship. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone. Because, yeah, because Janeway talks to herself. Oh, that's dueling Dying Kims, deadlock. but it's like clarinets. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, the devil went down to... Uh, there's also Wherever the episode, it's like an early episode where they're, they see the other Voyager. Oh, time and again, I think. Yeah. Was was that a different Voyager or was that a reflection? I think that was a, yeah, like a temporal reflection. But it was, yeah. but it was, it was another physical. It was Because right, they were like sending yeah. messages to each other and shit to, or something to try to make or them. Or Parallax. I think that was Parallax. Actually. Parallax. That sounds Time right. again is when they went back oh, in time. Time and again, that's when they're on that weird planet, right? Yeah, where they dress and up they, like they're Burger King employees. And they have to stop the terrorists. Yeah, got those costumes. <laughs> and Tom eats that little boy. It's great. <laughs> and that clock had Roman numerals. Not Roman numerals, <laughs> Arabic numerals. Pissed me off so much. Isn't there another episode where there's two Janeways, but like they're actually on the ship together? I, I That's have the same a... one. That's Deadlock. Yeah, in okay. In Deadlock, yeah, they have to work together to save. Okay, I and then they almost they kiss. Right, yes. okay. Yes. Um, there's an episode where the Doctor meets his creator, Zimmerman. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about this next week, too. But yeah. it, it, oh, that's a toughie because there are those are different people again. But they're okay, but what we're about, counting the sung But things. You're counting the sung things. <laughs> what about when um, the doctor is like a big famous singer, but then girl phrase like, yeah. copy and paste him, yeah. but also gives him more raids? Say, in, in the same vein, there's the evil EMH. Oh, yeah, from... Dr. Jekyll and Dr. Hyde. <laughs> no, 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 for, from the episode from where they meet witness? the other the, the other Starfleet. Oh, oh, right, right, right. yep. yep. oh, the evil MH, yeah. 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 Uh, I was going to say, technically, the EMH from Living Witness is a copy of, That's true. of the EMH. Oh, yeah. Because it's yep. from the backup module. Yeah. Mm. Which you would think the backup module would maybe get brought up more in all these times. Well, they, lost, like, they lost you it. Know, <laughs> that's true, and I guess they only had the one, but like, let's say you wanted to send the doctor to like the Alpha Quadrant yeah. or something, you could have had a backup yeah, so module so you wouldn't lose your can, doctor can you for a us, month. Can you just, just throwing that out there. Yeah, how hard would it be to make thing. another copy? They tell me they don't so have any extra floppy disks. Hey, Starfleet, send us the plans for the backup module so we can make a new one. Yeah. Uh, we definitely. God, how many thought floppy disks would it take to hold the EMH? Like oh, a million. <laughs> like, 
Please More insert disc yeah. number 600, no, 500, 25,000, 600 minutes. I mean, these motherfuckers still have go. an individual book per pad. They are bad at memory. Yeah, or those little wooden blocks. Mm. Mm. Uh, I know you could fit the doctor on one of those blocks. Just one. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, fine. Rossi meant to be with us for Course Oblivion. Were you with us for Course Oblivion? I think I was for there. Yeah. For I don't Course remember Oblivion. which episode You're is right. which anymore. Why did I not remember I Course Oblivion? That's why I was here for those episodes on purpose. Wait, Wait, what was Course Oblivion? That was, that, that was with the doppelgangers. Well, that was, that was the, sec- oh, the second the Silver, silver Bloods. Well, that's what I just said, yeah. That was the second Silver Bloods episode because there was Demon also... Demon was the other one. There was the two. Yeah, there was two God. doppelganger episodes. Yeah, you were here for it. We, we all were really mad at the episode. I loved it. I don't think it was you. I think it was your silver blood counterpart. Maybe been, that's yeah. why you don't remember. <laughs> well, I was saying, like, I was mad, but I also, I, I don't know if you heard, but I did have to include it on my best of, even though I viscerally hated that's how right, it made yeah. me feel, that was its yep. point. Yep. So I had to begrudgingly say it's good, even though I hate how it makes me fucking feel. So good. But it's count- objectively good. It is. Do we count all of the seven of nines that died in relativity? <laughs> Let's go with sure. I think, I think oh, so. Because yeah, they had so. to kept, they had to keep getting her getting her back because they kept killing her. It's like Super Do Meat Boy. She dies just so you push A, respawn the episode. Yeah. Did, did that, is there still a seven of nine just with the time commission or whatever? No, no, time? they do. They merge them. They put oh, her body okay. back All inside right, the body. I couldn't remember. I thought one stayed with that. It feels like what they were going for. Yeah. They should have, because then they could have adventures. Yeah, then they could have had a spinoff. I would love it. That would be the spinoff we need. The 709 spinoff we need. Star Trek Relativity. Yes, That would be, actually, can you imagine, it would would just basically be like an Elseworlds imprint. It would just just be like, they just go to, they go to versions of the Federation where time went wrong. Just every episode is a new time. That's actually a great idea for a Star Trek series. Yeah. At one point. They'll never do it that At one point, Duquesne just sits there with his head in his hands going, Maybe Braxton had a point about Janeway. (laughs) (laughs) Does Janeway and her hologram count? Prodigy? Her prodigy? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I feel like it kind of counts. The the most tenuous one that I I found on on a list on Memory Alpha that I don't know if we should count. Double Torres and Faces. Well, that's a... Hmm. If we're counting the body split uh, in... Second Chances? Uh, Enemy Within... (laughs) Enemy within, I'd count them. All right, we we did have to have, uh, yeah. uh, Roxanne act across from herself. So, yeah, I feel like I feel like that might be kind of pushing it in a few weird ways. But well, I still, already have yeah. a screen grab of it. So, Ooh. done and done. Well, I guess it's not a doppelganger, but I guess the Molly one counts. Can we? Should we count <laughs> old Shit. Alexander? Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, he does meet himself. That's meet right. Himself. Shit. What? Yeah, I guess that. Oh, yeah. That yeah. yeah. Oh, and old. Yeah. J- no, Jake doesn't. Jake, old Jake, oh, Jake doesn't meet young Jake. But he does meet Cisco. That's just yeah, but it's not a doppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it, your parents are like two halves of your doppelganger. That's true. So, oh, weird. Uh, okay, fine. I don't like that for some reason. That upsets me. Alright, I think that's that's everything that I had up to where we are. I know there's a couple in Enterprise uh, that I'll cover in the blog post. I don't remember, but I believe you. There are two... There's a a double Mayweather and there's a double Tucker. It's a good time. And then there's a couple more in 
lower decks. I think we call. I think I mentioned before that there's double boilers running around doing yeah, doing yeah. doing a comedy as they do, which doing is, a comedy, which is quite good. As a question, to avoid spoilers, should we leave the Enterprise and on for like a second round that we do later? Because there are at least some from newer Trek that I can think of that would be spoilery if people were not up to date on, say, Discovery and Picard. I've been including things in the blog post that spoil the fuck out of everything, so... But we do actually have someone here today who hasn't seen things. That's a good So point. talking about them, at least, would be a problem. <laughs> yeah, well, we've already... We already Get to the blog We already fucked up Prodigy, or did we? <laughs> My experience! Alright, well, to save Rossi the rest of the spoilers... Oh, there's also a I double... I can go in the other room. No, no. <laughs> I also, there's only two more, and they're both from Picard, so one, I'll not Oh, I don't care about Picard. <laughs> Maybe so, season know. three. So they'll go, mm-hmm. they, may, they may go in the, in, the, in the blog post. They may not. I may, I may decide they don't we'll count because fuck happens. Picard. You never know what these people... Wow, that was way more than I thought it would be. They'll never all fit in the blog. There's a lot of doppelgangers. Shit. <laughs> I know. What is it? There's something about uh, like science fiction and just... They like it too much doubling yourself and having conversations with yourself. I, I feel like it's kind of in the same vein as like when when Star Trek does like you're having a mental like breakdown and your personality is being represented by other people that you meet. Yeah, or you know, some or someone is know. pretending to be you for nefarious purposes. Yeah. So, so it's it kind of a go to. It know? really is. And this, this proves it cuz I'm I've got like 42 on my list. <laughs> <gasps> That's the Star Trek number. What? Neat. <laughs> yeah, 42 is one of those numbers Star Trek uses all the time. Is it? I'm serious. I, it gets, are, you yeah. thinking of, are you thinking of a, a hitchhiker's guy? No, it's also Weird Al, but like 42 gets used a lot in they Star do. Trek. It actually has its own page on Memory yeah. Alpha for all Where, the times it gets used as like room numbers. It's, it's, just, it's just one of their like writer things. Were they writer thinking things. of Hitchhiker's Guide? Probably. I'm sure they were. Yeah. I'm sure it's a reference. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, but yeah, no, they'll just be like Deck 5, Section 42. I think they even do that in the next episode, <laughs> one of the next episodes we talk about. Yeah, it's like if you ever watch anything on Pixar, like there was like the room where they used to have all the... Oh. Where all the original designers had their university class. Yeah. That number yeah. shows up in fucking every Pixar movie. Oh, yeah. was it whatever? 50, Pizza Planet. 52 Sherman Wallaby Way. No, no, it's like A113 or something like that. Oh. In, in uh, Wally, that's literally just the name of the autopilot yeah. is is that number. Mm. All right, well, Jake is playing with toys from Generation no, I'm not playing with my dolls. Did no, I didn't catch you playing for with your dolls again, sir. To point it out so you could say that line. No, but I'm glad I did. (laughs) I told you not to call me on this wall. All all I've been thinking the whole time you've been doing that is like, wow, they put a lot, a lot, a lot of effort into the Duras sisters' cleavage. Oh, yeah. But none into Whoopi's eyes. Or anyone's face. A little weird. Uh, My eyes are up here. No, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good point, I guess. Where are they? They're staring into my soul. Mm. Uh, speaking of staring into my soul, my soul is crumbling because we've been talking for a very long time. So let's wrap this up. Yeah, uh, I'll as take I it. said, and I'm James. Thank you, Yay! James. Uh, see whatever the fuck I put together for our doppelganger chat over on our Tumblr page, sshpodcast.thing. Go over there, enjoy that. Uh, you can also enjoy whatever we're doing next week, which I think I alluded to. If things go right and we don't forget to do this, or we do it out of order, which does happen. I'll give Chris two options right now. Next week, because of all of our fucking with time that Fury Cast did, we're finally going to watch a whole bunch of Back to the Futures. I'm hoping it'll be all three. We'll see what we have time for, because Jesus Christ, that's a lot of movie. Who we lose in the news? 
So good, though. It'll be a great time. So, yeah, check out that. Or, alternately, if we forget <laughs> to do that, uh, next week's episodes, more of The Voyager. Yay! Our episodes next week are going to be Lifeline and The Haunting of Deck 12. So check us out for that. We're almost done with season six-ish. Which is crazy. Which is fucking crazy. It's been a long time. It's been a long wow. road. Getting from there to Getting here. from there to here. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Twitter and we do all the other things. Check us out there. That has been it. This has been Double Aims. This has been Caitlin. Just... I don't know why. Ames has cracked me up with that. This is Jake and Jake. <laughs> this is quadruple Chris. Ooh. Oh, shit. And I'm James, but a different one from the one that said it earlier. <laughs> Yay. We replaced James mid-conversation. We tried to beam him out. There was a storm. It's a whole it's thing. Fine. Oh, <laughs> one of them's going to... out, and then he exploded. One of them's going to Cardassian prison for the rest of his life. One of them has fake sideburns. <laughs> How do you feel about rigatonis?